Hello and welcome to Relevant Tones. My name is Seth Bostead, and today I'm playing compositions inspired by the rock band Radiohead, including this piece, an arrangement of There, There by composer Andrew Walker. Let's keep listening.
an arrangement of Radiohead's song There There by pianist Andrew Walker and performed by his Entropy Ensemble, consisting entirely of classically trained musicians. And although they're classically trained musicians, as you can hear, they're incredibly drawn to rock music and specifically to the music of Radiohead. And this is a new trend that is emerging among younger composers. They are really, really drawn to the music of this band, Radiohead. And why would that be? What, what is it about this particular band that, that is inspiring so many young composers? Well, let's have a listen to an original song by Radiohead. This is videotape from their album In Rainbows. And see if you can hear the elements that might be attractive to a young person who is a classically trained composer.
videotape by the rock band Radiohead. We're listening to Radiohead to hear why they are so compelling to a new generation of composers. I think there are several elements that we can hear there. Uh, It starts very sparsely with the piano, and then the voice comes in. And then when the drums come in, I love how they enter because it's not the typical rock beat. He comes in just as these punctuations, just these rhythmic punctuations. And then it's not until about the three-minute mark that you actually hear anything like a real rock beat. And even then, it's on the cymbal. It's not in the the floor tom. It's not in the bass drum where you would normally expect to hear it in a rock song. And these are the kinds of things that I think are enormously interesting to young composers. One, the song develops. It has a clear trajectory over the course of the song. Two, there's this innovative use of the instruments. And as we listen to other songs by Radiohead today, we'll hear that. Um, they're, They're constantly innovating how they do things. And three, there's this real clear sense of form. It's not just verse chorus or um, a couple of verses and then a bridge. And then perhaps the biggest thing is that it's tonal. I mean, if you were studying music composition at a university program in the 70s, 80s, or 90s, I don't think I'm exaggerating to say you would not graduate if you were writing tonal music. It just wasn't what was being done. And so for composers who are coming out of programs now, a lot of the atonal music that was written in those days, while it's wonderful, it does sound a little dated to them. And uh, this idea that, that, that tonality is not dead, that it is still, in fact, expressive and has power, is enormously appealing to composers. So they're turning to what they know. They're listening to, to rock music, they're listening to Radiohead. And it's no surprise that Radiohead is able to craft songs that are so appealing to uh, classically trained composers because at least one of their members, Johnny Greenwood, is himself a classical composer. Greenwood is a self-taught composer, and he has written orchestral music, and he has done film music. In fact, he did the score for There Will Be Blood. In my mind, I like to think the producers of There Will Be Blood were, were thinking, who would write music for this film? It's so dark. It's so intense. What kind of score would be perfect for it? It needs to be nuanced. It needs to be layered. It needs to be all those things uh, that Greenwood does so well in Radiohead. And in many ways, they took a chance by asking him to write the score for it. But he did a marvelous job. And let's have a listen to Eat Him by His Own Light from the There Will Be Blood soundtrack by Johnny Greenwood.
Music from the film There Will Be Blood by Johnny Greenwood. That was Eat Him by His Own Light. Here we hear Greenwood as a film composer, but of course he also composes for the rock band Radiohead. And he's also known as an orchestral composer. In fact, in 2004, he was named Composer-in-Residence by the BBC. That would be a huge appointment for any composer, um, but especially for a composer with very little classical training. Although Greenwood was trained on violin and viola, he had received no training as a composer. He he is totally self-taught. And uh, let me tell you, writing an orchestra piece is no easy matter. So it's very impressive um, that that he's self-taught and that he's able to write at such a level that he would be appointed composer-in-residence for the BBC. The piece that we're going to listen to is called Popcorn Superhead Receiver. And unfortunately, it's almost 20 minutes long, so we will not be able to hear the entire thing. But I want you to listen for several things. Greenwood has stated that he is influenced by Messiaen and especially Penderecki. And if you know Penderecki's very famous string work, The Threnody for the Victims of Hiroshima, uh, you can't help but hear similarities in this. In The Threnody, how he gets that amazingly striking sound is that he has all the, the string players play Divisi, which means he divides them up. So there are no doublings, literally no doublings. So you've got 40-some-odd string players, and they're all playing different pitches at the same time. You get this incredible white noise kind of sound in the Threnody, and you hear a lot of the same thing in the Greenwood that we're about to listen to. Here is Popcorn Superhead Receiver, played by the BBC Concert Orchestra.
beautiful music by composer Johnny Greenwood. It's so hard to do that, to have all of those interlocking textures and to have so many different instruments playing so many things at once, and yet the music still breathes, the music still feels very musical, and I never feel like we're bogged down with the texture. That was Popcorn Superhead Receiver by composer Johnny Greenwood, and a great example of his compositional style. We've heard him now as a film composer, we've heard him composing for his rock band, Radiohead, and we've heard him as an orchestral composer, and I think it's pretty clear that he's forged a unique compositional identity for himself, which is very important for any composer to do. But it's specifically the music that he's done with Radiohead that has inspired so many countless composers. Let's listen to another group that has been inspired by Radiohead. This is a group of composers and performers out of Northwestern University. They formed in 2005, The Gentlemen of Nuco, and I'm going to read their Facebook bio. The Gentlemen of Nuco have forged a unique hybrid style, an uncanny melange of classical training, rebellious spirit, and stunning good looks. They perform original arrangements and compositions by members of the group and other living composers. Nothing in that description would lead you to believe that they're going to be arranging music by Radiohead. It sounds very much like a description of almost any contemporary music ensemble. They're going to play music by living composers. Uh, There are several composers in the group, which is not surprising because composers often form their own ensembles. It's the best way to get your music heard. But a lot of what they've done and what they've become known for is arrangements of Radiohead music. Let's have a listen to two specific arrangements that they've done. This is Let Down from the OK Computer album and 15 Step from In Rainbows.
A group of classically trained musicians playing their own arrangements of songs by Radiohead. That was the Gentleman of Nuco playing Let Down and 15 Step in a live performance. There are a lot of things there that, that, uh, that jump out at me. You can hear, obviously, the string players are classically trained. I think that's very noticeable. Uh, but the percussionist clearly has played in rock bands before. There's a definite crossover going on here. And it's not as uncommon as it may sound. In fact, in the uh, in the late 60s and 70s, there was a tremendous amount of crossover between classical composers and, and rock musicians. Uh, the minimalists like John Adams and Steve Reich and uh, Philip Glass were, were influencing musicians like Brian Eno and um, Robert Fripp of King Crimson, a lot of the prog rockers, uh, the Talking Heads, Brian Ferry and Roxy Music. All these guys were, were very much influenced by the minimalists, and uh, Fripp did what he called Frippertronics, which is basically just tape loops that he got from from Steve Reich. Brian Eno, of course, with his ambient sounds, sounds a lot like Lamont Young and a lot of the, the classical composers from that generation. And the thing that's amazing is that they often would even work together, and there was an awful lot of cross-pollination going on. And then we didn't see it for a while. Um, late 80s, 90s, there really wasn't... Uh, you know, the, the grunge movement sort of didn't really, uh, wasn't, wasn't inspired by uh, contemporary classical music. There didn't seem to be as much room for the input of composers. But it's coming back. There are composers now like Nico Muley, who has, uh, has composed for Bjork and worked with a lot of pop artists. And um, as we're seeing here today, Radiohead is having a stunning impact on the contemporary classical music world. Um, it's a, a huge trend, these composers and arrangers who are arranging the music of Radiohead, and of course, Greenwood himself being a composer, so you've got it on the other side, the rock band, with an interest in classical music as well. And I don't think that the two musical worlds are nearly as far apart as we often like to think that they are. You're listening to Relevant Tones. My name is Seth Bosted, and today we're playing contemporary classical music inspired by the band Radiohead. If you like what you hear, let us know. Send us an email at info at relevanttones.com. When you're arranging the music of a rock band for classical musicians, there are a number of challenges. Of course, there's just the issue of the musical feel. Uh, It feels different. A rock band is not reading, and classical musicians are. And so oftentimes they're able to to stay on top of of the groove a little bit better, and they've come up with the the rhythmic feel of the song a lot of times collaboratively. Whereas with a classical ensemble, they're going to be looking to a conductor, and um, it's up to the arranger to be true to the original groove or to, to convey this to the musicians through the sheet music. So there's that, but there's also the fact that there are drums in the rock band. You've got to deal with that. Are you going to use percussion in the classical ensemble? Are you going to leave it out and do something else? The composers we've heard so far have all featured percussion, but they've done it in very different and interesting ways. Uh, Andrew Walker had had some very interesting instruments in his percussive array. The Gentleman of Nuco clearly had a, a rock drummer. What would you do, though, if you were arranging a rock song for, say, solo piano, and now you don't have the option of percussion instruments. You don't have the option of putting the bass line in the cello. You've got to put it all in the piano. What, what would you do? This would be very, very difficult to do that. You've got to get the bass line. You've got to get the texture, what the rhythm guitarist is playing, the vocals. Um, you want to at least hint at the rhythmic feel that the drummer is laying down. You want to get all of this into a piano part. And I think Christopher O'Reilly has done a great job of this. He, of course, is famous for his, uh, his radio show, From the Top, in which he features young, talented classical performers. But he's also done two albums of arrangements of music by the band Radiohead. 
going to give a listen now to a song called Nice Dream, in which I think he does a particularly good job of capturing all of these diverse elements into the piano part. I've seen this score. Uh, a student of mine years ago, a high school student, brought in the transcriptions of these and said, yeah, I, I want to play these. And uh, I took one look and thought, wow, uh, okay, <laughs> maybe in a couple of years. These are incredibly difficult pieces because he does get all of those textures into the piano part. He doesn't leave out anything. Let's listen to the original version of Nice Dream by Radiohead first. Listen for the melody, listen for the, the form and how the piece develops. There's a really nice guitar solo about halfway through. And then let's listen to how Christopher Riley handles that in the piano part.
Well, it's not often we get to play a rock song on a classical program, but uh, I think it's appropriate in this case. We heard Nice Dream first by Radiohead in its original format and then in an arrangement by Christopher O'Reilly. When you hear the rock song, you can hear that not only are there vocals, but there's also backing vocals. So there's this counter melody. And then there's the rhythmic feel. There's the rhythm guitar, too, also, that texture. And he manages to capture all of that. What he does uh, is interesting, too, because there's a strum pattern that's really clear in the original that, that is emphasizing one and four of a six-beat pattern. This song is in six, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six. It's really got a two feel, and he's kind of flattened that out a little bit in his arrangement, and so you can really hear the six in his arrangement. One, two, three, four, five, six. And I just find that interesting. I think part of that is just that you can't strum on the piano. You have to figure out how you're going to change a strum pattern from guitar. So when people learn guitar, the first thing they do is they learn about four or five strum patterns. And if you're good at the guitar, like the gentleman from Radiohead, you're, you're going to learn a lot more strum patterns than that. But two or three will be enough to play the vast majority of the, of the rock canon. Let's go another direction now. And uh, there are, lately have been a lot of string quartets that are uh, always looking for interesting new things that they can do. And of course, the Kronos Quartet was pushing the boundaries in this area a long time ago. And I think they started the whole thing by doing the, the Jimi Hendrix um, back in the, in the 70s. Uh, but we have a string quartet arrangement here by the Vitamin String Quartet of Weird Fishes slash Arpeggi. And again, there's that, that issue that, that classical arrangers have of whether or not to feature percussion. And in this case, they've added percussion. So we've got string quartet plus a percussion part playing this arrangement of the Radiohead song.
upbeat arrangement of the song Weird Fishes Arpeggi by Radiohead, arranged and played there by the Vitamin String Quartet. I love that one. Uh, I like the way that they uh, do the, the little pitch bends, and there's a little bit, just a little bit of slapping of the bows against the strings. Personally, I could always go for more of that, but a very nice arrangement. We have time for one more, and I'd like to return to how we opened the show, which is with pianist and arranger Andrew Walker and his Entropy Ensemble. Now they're going to be playing the piece Idiotech from the album OK Computer.
Another arrangement by pianist Andrew Walker, performed for us by the Entropy Ensemble. That was Idiotech from Radiohead's OK Computer album. Hope you've enjoyed the program today as we've been exploring music by composers who are inspired by the rock band Radiohead. This is a big trend going on in uh, in classical music right now, and composers are very influenced by this, and it's happening right now at this moment. There will be more composers doing this in the very near future. You're listening to Relevant Tones on WFMT, a show that explores the works of modern composers. Check out our Facebook page or send us an email at info at relevanttones.com. Relevant Tones has been co-produced by Jesse McCorders at WFMT in Chicago and myself, Seth Bosted, Executive Director of Access Contemporary Music. Special thanks to Julia Weatherell. This program is made possible with support from Chicago-based Access Contemporary Music online at acmusic.org. Steve Robinson is the Executive Producer. Thanks so much for joining us.